evening, everybody. We are here with our Q&A 19th of 19th November. It is session, not section 144, <laughs> but it is session 144. <laughs> so you can be free, walk around, no issues. Okay. It is not section 144. Indians, I guess, understand it. The rest of you do not understand. Uh, so we welcome you to today's Q&A and thank you for all the questions. And we are trusting God for the answers. So before we go, we look into the, look to the Lord. Father, <clears throat> this evening we look to you, Lord. You are the author, you are the finisher, you are yes, the perfecter yes. of our faith. Mm. Our life comes from you, Lord. Mm. This evening I commit everyone into the hands, everyone, Lord, all our families, children, parents, brothers, sisters, siblings, spiritual families spread around the world. We commit them all into their hands. Thank you for each one of them. Pray, Father, that you would stretch forth your hand and touch them, especially those who are in the sick bed. Touch them. One touch. One touch, Lord, from you. Speak into their souls, O Lord, that they may hear your voice, the comforting voice of the living God. Touch, strengthen, empower. Yes, Lord. For you are our glory and yeah. the lifter of our heads our strength, our tower. We just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you. you, We commit this time into their hands. Give us the wisdom, the discernment, Lord, to answer the questions that have come. Help us to be true to your word and to your spirit. To that end, we commit ourselves, surrender ourselves this hour, Lord. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Yes, Pastor. We'll start. So, uh, Pastor, there are a couple of questions which are related. I think you should take both of them together. Yeah. This is question number five and six, which are co- connected. It says, uh, can we have convictions? How can we have convictions of eternal issues? For instance, you are called by God to the vital ministry of preaching God's word. What special results are produced in the ministry of the preacher by the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And the follow-up question is, in what main ways does the ministry of a preacher who is empowered by the Holy Spirit differ from that of the one who is not? First thing I would say is that uh, when God sent his son, born of the Spirit, literally, he's, he's, he's the only begotten son, okay? We are not the same. Hmm. We are not the same. We are born of the Spirit, but not like he's the only begotten son, the very, very God of God. But when he sent him out to ministry, before he sent him out to ministry, he baptized him, filled him with the Holy Spirit. So that you cannot take it away. If God would send his son to ministry, the new covenant begins with Jesus. When he sent him out to ministry, if he didn't send him out to ministry without filling him with the Holy Spirit. And Jesus wouldn't send his disciples. He said, wait, tarry in Jerusalem. Until you receive the promise of the Father, that you are when he comes, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then he said you will receive power. There's this power factor in ministry. Mm. You know, we looked a little about it on Friday. Power factor. If the power factor is missing, okay, like um, 
like at the illustration I used on Friday, that was yesterday, right? No problem, <laughs> yesterday. Yes, right. Day seems to be going so fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is that you may have brilliant ideas, like in the world. We're using mm-hmm. a worldly in, in this thing, in business, in electronics, electrical, whatever field, you've got a brilliant idea and you want to put it into, materialize it, but you need money. Mm. That's where the businessman comes in and says, I'm willing to fund your project on this, these terms. But without that money, your entire project just remains in your head. Remains in your head. Mm. And the same thing is in the kingdom of God, there is this power factor. The power factor is the Holy Spirit. I'm not calling him just the power of God. He's a person. But the power of God is manifested usually by the Spirit of God. Mm. Okay? And he's the first person of the Trinity that is introduced to mankind in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, Elohim, that is the Trinity, the triune gods, used plural, created the heavens and the earth. And then talks about the condition between 1 and 2 and says the Spirit of God was hovering. So the first person of the Trinity that is introduced is the Holy Spirit. Mm. The power is there. And then the second person that is introduced is the Father and God said. And the third person that is introduced is God said. That is the word. In the beginning was the word. It's mm. a son. But you need to realize is that the power factor is the spirit of God. Okay. Now, they are equally God. So a preacher who is not baptized in the Holy Spirit preaches the word. The word of God still has its own power. Mm. Yes. It's on. The word of God cannot come back void because if he's preaching the gospel, mm. preaching the gospel, and the word of God can go forth and still do its work. Yes. But it will not be the same. It will never be the same as what is by the preacher that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Mm. It's not, it's not the same. So you will see when Jesus begins his ministry, before he begins his ministry, he's baptized and we see the Holy Spirit comes and he's filled. And uh, <clears throat> he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says to Luke chapter 4, 1. Okay, we looked at it that on Friday, but thank God the question is again here. Mm. Jesus being filled. So what happened at Jordan was he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with the Holy Spirit, okay. Returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So mm. the thing is that this is a prototype of a piece the way. He's the prototype of a minister. So... God first common, everyone is born of the Spirit, and there is a season of growing. Okay, now in Jesus' case, our case is not identical because His work we will never do. Hmm. We can never do. His work is completely different, so we don't to be identical to Him because we are not called to die on the cross, pure, sinless. But there is a pattern there, okay? So, so you, you are born of the Spirit. You are filled with the Spirit, and then there is a testing. There is a proving. If you and look at here, the proving is private. It's not public. Mm. If it is not by revelation, we wouldn't know. Yes. So there is a filling of uh, the coming of the Holy Spirit upon David when Samuel anoints him, an Old Testament pattern. There's a proving in private, which nobody knows whether it's a lion and the bear. Yes. And then he is revealed in public. Mm. 
Okay, so there is a proving of Jesus for 40 days in the wilderness. It's in private. It's in private. And then there's a revelation of him in public. But when the revelation of him, it says, is in verse 14. Okay, 4.14, it says that. Mm. uh, Return in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went out through all the surrounding regions. Mm. That's when the news of it went. Okay, So... John the Baptist also similar. I'm not talking necessarily of miracles. In Jesus' case, it was miracles. But remember, it was not just miracles because when he started preaching, they said, with what authority does he preach? What gave that authority was the baptism of the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit, And John the Baptist did not a single miracle. Not a single miracle. But he was also a spirit-filled preacher. He was not born of the Spirit like Jesus, but he was a spiritual preacher because without a single crowds were coming to him. It was a difference. And they were just for a simple thing. They were convicted and he put them through the process of the baptism of repentance. So you will see this is fundamental. But this is an ongoing process. Filling with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' case, he's filled with the Holy Spirit, I believe, one time. Hmm. And the, the simple reason is that when the father reveals him at 30, he has reached his fullness oh, yeah, well. already. That's why he says he learned obedience. And when his obedience was perfect, by 30 yeah. it was complete. Hmm. Complete. He has grown. He's reached his maturity. That's why 30 is a very important age in a man's life. Technically, by 30 you should be mature. Hmm. 30 should be ready. David becomes king at 30. Joseph, Joseph becomes king at 30. A number is put over there. I mean, we don't have to be what dogmatic about it. But in Jesus' case, 30. And when he's filled, he's filled. I don't think he needs any more infilling like that. He's been filled without measure. He has reached the fullness. And then he goes in the power of the Holy Spirit. He goes out in the power of the Holy Spirit. But in our case, that's not, if I'm right, it is Ephesians 5.18. Yes, be continuously mm-hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation. But actually, actual tense would be, be continuously mm. be filled with the Spirit. Because we are still growing. Yes. We are still growing. Okay, Like now. When you started, this was full. Mm-hmm. But now it is half. Now, in this case, I consumed it. But supposing this vessel is growing. And it was filled in the beginning. This vessel is growing, so you need to realize. When I got filled, it was like 25, 30 years ago. And then I was very young in the Lord. And in the process, after that, I've been growing in the knowledge of God. Hmm. The problem is if I'm growing in the knowledge of God, but I'm not growing appropriately in the filling of the Holy Spirit, the knowledge will become traumatic. Traumatic. Let us say you started a business. I said, you had a fantastic idea. Somebody funded you. said, okay, I will put a seed. How much does it start? He says, to start, it needs 10 lakhs. You started with 10 lakhs and the business started. It is doing well. But now you want to really, you have this brilliant idea of expansion. And you can really expand and really do good. But now you need somebody to put in 10 million. Okay. But there is no 10 million. And you have this idea. It is burning you. Now you are frustrated. Mm-hmm. You are frustrated. Okay. That is that is where this constant 
infilling has to be there because as you grow, the challenges increase. Yes. Challenges increase. The challenges in ministry or in life is not the same. It keeps on increasing. And that's why the Bible says be continuously be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Otherwise, what will happen is that we will not go forward. We will stop. We will stop. doesn't matter how good a car is. If the gas runs out, it stops. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it stops. Mm. car is fantastic. Very good. But the gases run out. It runs a little and then it stops. What has happened? And you will see lots of people, lots of people. You meet them one-on-one. They are fantastic. They know their scripture, but they're not going anywhere. Hmm. They stopped moving a long time ago. They're not moving. But with God, life is movement. It is movement. Sure. It's not the outward person. It is the inward person. It's always growing. Ephesians 4 will say, reaching to the fullness. Hmm. It's a very Powerful words, okay. Mm-hmm. Ephesians uh, four. Four, yes. I mean, no, that yes. word. Will we all come to the fullness of the stature yeah. of the measure of Christ? Mm-hmm. Words thirteen. 13 11, four 13, thirteen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Till we come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. Mm-hmm. Who's the perfect man? Yes. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of, or not of Christ, the fullness of Christ. Yeah, brother. Hmm. Okay. So Jesus grew to the point hmm. where he had the fullness of the Father. So if we had that point, he says, you see me, you see in the Father. Hmm. Now we are told to come to the point where in each one of our, I mean, it, hmm. like, you know, it's not that we reach the Jesus, but what is my potential? Hmm. That is where we are asked to grow. To the perfect man. Mm -hmm. To the measure of the Mm -hmm. stature of the fullness of Christ. And that is to where. And it's not possible without the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. That is where the power comes. When the Holy Spirit comes. You see. um, And that power factor is called grace. Like the other word given to is for grace. So the Bible, Peter in his final words will say in 3.18. Uh, Second Peter three eighteen, yeah. grow in grace and the and knowledge, knowledge of God. Two, both. It has to be balanced. You grow in the knowledge of God without grace, you'll get frustrated. You grow in grace in the power of God without knowledge, you'll do stupid things mm. because you will take it and like you will become like Samson. The show off you will becoming, showing off. You will see a lot of people showing off in ministry. It's the reason is they have they have power, but they don't have much knowledge. And Jesus never showed off anything. Okay, so that balances there. But we have to grow in both, grow in grace and grow in the knowledge of Lord. And when it comes to grace, there are three ways in which we primarily grow in grace. One, we know it is faith. By faith, we access the grace or the power of God. The other is prayer. Come boldly, confidently to the throne of grace and receive mercy and grace. Praise is a way by we access grace. And the third way is Spirit of grace. The spirit is the spirit of grace. Mm. Now one is faith. That's with you. Other is prayer. That is with you. The other is he in you. And the third one is the most powerful. The third one is the, the most Holy powerful. Mm. When you, that's what which talks about being led by the Holy Spirit. Mm. When, If you are, in Galatians will say, if you are living the Holy Spirit, walk in the Holy Spirit, that is what Jesus showed us and the Bible says he came full of grace and full of truth and we saw the glory of the Father. 
That's how it works. Let's go back to the question again. That's that's how, no? But let me tell you, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you're going to restrict it to preachers, you're getting it wrong. It is for everybody. Mm. Everybody. Because everybody is a witness. Everybody. The 120 on the day of Pentecost, they were all not preachers. There were a lot of women over there. They never preached. They never preached. It is for the body of Christ. So that wherever you go, this empowers you. This really, really empowers you. It empowers you because, you know, let's say, let's put it in illustration which people understand. Take a bus, take a truck, take a car, take a jeep, take a bike, take a scooter. These are all vehicles. But what is common in all of them? The fuel. Yes, the fuel. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes to the same petrol, let's call our, in our language petrol, or the US they call it gas. Goes to the same filling station. Fill different tanks with the same gas. And you see the bus going, you see the truck going, you see the car going, the jeep going, the bike going, scooter going. But they are not the same vehicle. They are different vehicles. In the same way, God's plan for his children are all our witnesses. One body, many parts. Mm. And every part has its own specific function. Every part is a witness of the power of God. It's a testimony of Christ. And each part has to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Every person has to be continuously be filled so that when you are in your workplaces, you are a witness. Mm. You are a witness. And you become actually a witness of Christ. Okay. And that's where the power factor comes. And uh, you go to the second part of six, it. Six, six. Yeah, six. So it is just not a preacher. Preaching, if you restrict it to a preacher, then you will you will start thinking, okay, only preachers need to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. No. Everybody needs to get baptized mm. in the Holy Spirit. Mm. And when it does, you will realize this. One of the main things what happens is, let me put it across this way. Okay, Say, like we are here in Hyderabad. You are driving from Hyderabad to Chennai. Okay, The vehicle is great. Okay, The two people are starting from Chennai. Both have identical vehicles. But one has... Only one liter of gas. The other has the full tank. Who is confident? Mm. The one who is confident. Mm. The road is the same. The journey is the same. The destination is the same. But the confidence level is not the same because one has a full tank. So how you handle your trials and your troubles and your problems and your pressure is not the same because what happens is the baptism of the Holy Spirit Changes the whole dimension. What happened after the day of Pentecost? How is that nobody denied Jesus? How is that nobody ran away? How is that they could get beaten and thrown up in prison and nothing changed? What changed the dynamics? It was the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That changed the dynamics. And after that, the church could not be stopped. You need to realize, why is the church not, is, is can never be stopped? It is the Spirit of God. Amen. You cannot stop Him. Hallelujah. Cannot stop him. Well, that's what Jesus said about this. Though it's, it compares the Holy Spirit to the wind. He says he blows very right, yes, 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 yeah. You cannot stop the wind. Mm. You no, know? you cannot stop the wind. The wind cannot be stopped. You no, know? it will move, and that is where the dynamics come. So don't restrict it to the ministry of a preacher. But that is where our, you no, know, mainline dear brethren are there, they're born of the Spirit and they know their word very well but you will see there is some element missing in them, there's this power element missing, 
They're very strong on their convictions, very strong on doctrine and all, but there is this power element missing. And then you have the other side, the charismatic Pentecostal side. They are big on the power element, but they can be sometimes very weak on doctrine. And that creates, and that creates a confusion where they look at them and say, they look through their doctrinal eye and says, you are all wrong. And these people look on the other side and says, you have no power. Hmm. But the issue is that both are right, hmm. both are wrong. Hmm. The side is right, doctrine is absolutely fundamental. Doctrine is fundamental. The side is also right, without power, you are just bones with no flesh. Hmm. Flesh. So you, we need both. Mm. We need doctrine and we need power. And Jesus says you need to know the scriptures and you also need, you need to know the, the power, power of God. Yes, he said you mm. err because you do not There's know the scriptures scripture. and the power of God. And, and the, the power of God. Because Jesus came in that perfect mm. balance. How did he come? Full of grace and full of truth. Mm. That's how he comes. Full of grace and full of truth. And even in the Old Testament, it never happened. Okay, Moses cannot be sent until he has the rod. The rod is his power. Mm. God is the power. Okay, all of them. Okay, Elisha is a, cannot go unless he receives the mantle and the anointing. David is useless unless the oil is poured upon. Even King Saul is transformed, transformed into a different man when the Holy Spirit comes upon him. So the pattern is always there. But the Holy New Covenant is a different thing altogether because in the New Covenant, unlike the Old Covenant, you are born of the Spirit, hmm. which did not happen in the Old Covenant. And then Jesus himself says, and John himself says, that the one who comes after me is going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And that's a different dimension. You're born of the Spirit and you're filled with the baptizing of the Holy amen, Spirit. Amen. Together it is the dynamics changes. Yes. First, yes. there's another very important related question to this. Uh, this is question number 11, Sami, the last question for the, for, I mean, the last question in the order, okay? <clears throat> it says, can you explain the connection between God's word and our Holy Spirit inspired declarations. Okay. Now we can, hmm. we can, we can declare God's word. It is God's word. It is eternal. He has magnified His word above all His name. Heaven and earth will pass away. The word will not. And it has its own power. Okay. Its own power. Like birds have power. Any word has power. Any word has the power to edify or destroy like we both are sitting here if we go home and we are upset angry we shout at our spouses it is just words we are not quoting from scripture we are just mouthing it from our own lips it has the power to harm or to edify mm. so words have power because that's that's how that's how god did everything mm. that's how genesis 1 you see creation in creation, what happens is God said. Mm. Until God said, nothing happened. So everything was created by the power of his word. It's only when it comes to man, I think God dirties his hands by forming man out of the clay. Dusting. But then he breathed into him because what he's doing. And then the Bible says, he got mad man in his image. So one of those creative part of man's image is man has words. Mm. Man has words. Without man, without words, man is just an animal. That's why animals cannot create. Mm. They can procreate, but they cannot create anything. Because to create, you need words. Because word gives ideas. Mm -hmm. Without words, you cannot do anything. And God creates through words. 
and man has been made in the image of god so man creates yes. with words mm. words come together language comes together imagination comes mm. man has been created in god's image and i mean yeah. unbelievable every time like like mom just comes back from a hospital you talk to the doctor i mean i'm one side i'm fascinated by medical science i mean it's unimaginable i don't i think in the last 50 100 years where has medical science yes, reached to us now i mean i think every cell of the body they are you no know, searching finding it i mean their kind of medical interventions like 50 years ago you wouldn't have even thought about it the same thing on engineering right you look into science i mean where is this all coming from you take word out mm. all this thing will collapse Absolutely. there is nothing left mm. Mm. there is nothing left okay so you need to realize there is god's word you declare god's word then the most powerful of it, of it all is god's word mm. you can declare god's word and then there is the holy spirit inspired declarations that is different mm. that's now what has happened the word and the spirit has come together it has come together that can have an instantaneous effect if that was the time decided or it can have a prophetic effect mm. it can have in some cases when jesus said be still is speaking now and suddenly the wind ceases the storm everything but some cases it can have a prophetic effect but both is inspired by the holy spirit the spirit of god is not now long longer man is that's what peter talks about the spirit of christ in men were making declarations yes so if we talk about david as a psalmist but david was just not some he was a prophet mm-hmm. you look through his psalms are full of prophecies the mm-hmm. spirit of christ declaring through him so many of the things that happened in jesus life we know it through david mm-hmm. and david is a prophet speaking but that is these are declarations that is going to happen hundreds and hundreds of years later so that is where it comes holy spirit declarations are inspired declarations are there and then you also human because you are made in the image of god and in your soul you have taken the word of god and you also speak the word of god over your lives because even like i said even if it is not the word of god your own words have power when yeah. you speak over your children or your spouse or your church or your people your words have the power to either to create or to destroy hmm. it has a power okay. and both comes from words both comes from word we can let us say uh, a case of trial in a criminal court is over and everybody is waiting for the judgment the judgment the verdict can nothing can happen unless the words comes out <laughs> hmm. when the words come out you will know which way it is going either it is life or death Man. life or death okay so that's where it comes but here we are talking about the word of god and you make your own declarations with the word of god it has power but whether it can circumvent the will of god is different because the sovereignty always rests with god mm. okay rests with god but when it's a holy spirit inspired declaration what is happened the sovereignty of god is factored in now you have now become a vessel who is speaking the will of god into existence not just the word of god mm-hmm. the word of god and the will of god is not always the same you can take the word of god for your own will hmm your own will 
Okay, you can take the word of God for your own will. This is the will of God. I see the word of God. I like all these promises and I'm going to confess it over my life. Now, what have you done? You have taken the word of God, which is powerful. The promises are powerful for your own will. Now, you're taking the word of God for the will of God. Mm. Will of God. Okay, and Jesus is very clear. But you need to realize when Jesus came, Jesus had a will of his own. Yes. Will of the Father, the will of the Son, and the will of the Holy Spirit are not the same. Mm. They are not. They are identical. They are not the same. They are not the same. The Father has a will of his own. The Son has a will. Otherwise, they cannot be separate persons. Exactly. The very fact they are they separate have, persons means they have separate wills, wills. But they are in unity. Absolutely. There is never any discord. And that them. is the way God has created man. Where he says, you know what? I created you in my image. It's possible for you too. You all have separate wills in your home. You have separate wills, but you can become one. Hallelujah. You can mm. become one. And mm. still be separate. Mm. Still be separate. So Jesus had a will of his own. And that struggle is in the Garden of Gethsemane. That's where he says, but not my will, but your will be done. Mm. So when the Holy Spirit inspires or empowers those declarations, it becomes prophetic. It becomes prophetic. It is in time or it can be instantaneous. Okay. Mm. Instantaneous. And you will see uh, Peter and all the bit um, get up. They get up immediately. Wow. No. Sometimes we say, we say, we say, nobody gets up. But the, what we're saying is not wrong. The, the idea is from scripture. The idea is from scripture. But because it is not empowered in that moment by the Spirit of God, nothing happens. Wow. Mm. Nothing happens. Yeah, nothing happens. But that doesn't mean what was said in itself was wrong. Okay, but nothing is happening is because the Spirit of God, like when Jesus stands before the grave and says, Lazarus, come out. Hmm. Lazarus comes out. It's a Spirit-inspired inspired declaration. declaration. Hmm. But it didn't begin then. It had begun four days earlier. Because hmm. when they said he was going to die, much before four days he was going to die, he said no. He's not going to die. It's for the glory of God. Hmm. He already know. How did he know? The Spirit of God already has seen the events and revealed it to him. This is what is going to happen. This is what is going to happen. That's why he didn't panic. He delayed. He reached there four days earlier. So he has a prophetic, what you would say, word of knowledge. Oh, he receives a word of knowledge. Exactly. Mm. Okay, he receives a word of knowledge and he understands. Yes. But then the moment he realizes this is now the time to speak, mm. he declares. Mm. Okay, so he teaching us how we can live. Okay, so I'm not saying it's easy to reach there, but I'm also saying it is possible to reach there. So, so, so there's always going. To, I mean, uh, a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and a Holy Spirit inspired declaration. They can. They're all. They're almost connected to each other, right? But they're no, not necessarily. Not, not, not necessarily the same. One are gifts. One are gifts. Okay, and uh, Jesus. Operate like you no. Know, these are different. If you go to Isaiah chapter eleven, that's the best part. Mm. It's eleven. Okay, it's three onwards. Isaiah eleven. Yeah, not three. One. One. one Let's go to one. one. Sorry. Mm. Okay. One. There shall come for the rod from the stem of Jesse mm. a branch shall go. Okay. Mm. Now the first thing is the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon mm. him. That's the thing. The spirit of God rests upon. The spirit of God is shown as the seven eyes of God, mm. the seven spirits of God, all that. A sevenfold spirit. And even in each of the fold, there are different manifestations. Yes, yes. Okay, It's not just seven, but seven is given as a number of perfection. Okay, mm. Rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom. 
somebody can have the spirit of wisdom somebody can have the spirit of understanding mm-hmm. it's another facet the spirit of counsel mm-hmm. and the spirit of might that is the power mm-hmm. you have wisdom you have understanding you have mm-hmm. counsel but you have no might mm-hmm. again the same thing yeah mm-hmm. okay now if you look at i will tell you technically if you look at it in a practical way ahitophel has the spirit of wisdom understanding and counsel but he has no spirit of might might is with david mm-hmm. <laughs> might is david Okay, so in practical, I'm talking about in usual examples, the prime minister, the president, they are surrounded by counselors. Who are these counselors? They are the ones who give them input, but they cannot take decisions. The might is with him. Execution is done by him. Mm-hmm. Done with him. Okay, the might is with the power, or the mm-hmm. authority mm-hmm. is with him. The authority is with him. The, the spirit of might. Okay, the spirit of knowledge. and the spirit of the fear of the lord so here seven things are mentioned over there seven things are mentioned over there and what keeps you safe all the days of your life in a walk with god is the fear of the lord it keeps you from sinning and that's why in verse 3 jesus is written he delighted his delight is in the fear of the lord and we would rather delight in all the others we should delight in all the others but his delight was that that would see that he retained the other ah, six you continue in them yes mm. all the other six you retain mm. because of the seventh one that is what locks it up the fear of the lord is what it locks it up keeps it all there because if you lose the fear of god these things will all go samson did not have the fear of god saul did not have the fear of god so you will see what happened is ultimately the spirit of god goes mm. goes david had the fear of god mm. So the spirit of God never left him. The fear of God, always. Even when you go to Second Samuel chapter six, Second hmm. Samuel, verse six, verse seven, eight and nine. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah. God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. Immediate response, verse eight: David became afraid, angry, angry first, yeah. because of the Lord's outbreak. At verse nine, David was afraid. Afraid. In his anger, he never lost his fear. Mm. The Bible says, "Be angry, but don't sin." sin. <laughs> angry. He was very upset. He very hungry. I did all the. I mean, to go the arrangements he made. Thirty thousand soldiers, new cart, all this arrangement, everything gone. This is really hungry. After all this hungry, and okay, now, at the end of the day, what has happened? Somebody died. Now, how do you take this ark? And he's so upset. Everybody is all suffering. Okay, be careful who you upset with. Okay, he's very afraid. Okay, this is the balance. This mm. is the balance. How? this works with the spirit of god we have to be and you go we will see the new covenant new covenant pattern again you go to uh, acts uh, chapter 5 okay <laughs> verse 10 and 11 we know from the beginning ananias is gone safira comes verse 10 immediately she fell down at the feet breathed her last and the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out buried her by her husband mm. and what's the next seven so great fear they started they had started losing it mm come to familiar mm. they started losing the fear of god so god restored it back i want to work with great power in your midst with signs and wonders and saving but you know what is happening something is going out of the church bah okay and Oof. two people were the protagonists they came there and lied <laughs> they came there into the church and lied 
to the Spirit of God first and then to the servant of mm. God and says, let me restore it back. Restore it back. I will show you if you go to the book of Acts. Chapter 2, verse 43, 44. Yeah, this is how it began. Look at it. Okay, verse 43. 42, Acts 2, 42, 43. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayer. That's the first thing that comes upon them. First thing. What is protecting his church? It's a very nascent, young church, powerful church. Dedicated, come through, baptize, doctrine, everything. The first thing he's trying to protect them, the first thing he says, then fear came upon every soul. Not wonders and signs. Mm. Yeah. We would prefer wonders and signs came, away done, and the fear is missing. That's when God says, you know, I want to do great things in your midst, but I'm going to protect you. Oh. Protect you. Never lose this, because don't forget mm. who I am. Because there are certain things, you cross the line, you will die. You will lose. So the first thing that comes is fear comes upon every soul. And by the time time has passed, what is happening is everything else is continuing. Doctrine is continuing, fellowship is continuing, everybody is selling, giving, church is growing, 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 signs are happening, wonder is happening. One thing is slowly going. The fear of God is going. And God said, you know what? This is dangerous for you. So what did he do? He restored the fear of God. Mm. Okay, so that's this. These are all manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Right, yes, this is how He works because He is the Lord. Mm. The Lord of the Church is the Spirit of God, right? Now he is the head of the Church. Yes, yes. That's yes. where, where the Spirit is Lord, there, there is, is liberty. liberty. Mm. There is liberty. Yes, Pastor. Oh, so again, there's so many questions on that. I think you should again address another question. This is question number four. So many related questions. This is question number four, Sami. Yeah. In Acts chapter one, verse eight, in this passage, Jesus gives his Outland plan for the spread of the gospel in the present age. Every age, yeah. In every, in the present, yeah, in every age. Would you say each believer is to be empowered by the Holy Spirit? Through this, we should win others to Christ. We, in turn, that are won over for Christ, need to empower others as uh, others as well. Would that be the right to uh, the right way to think in those terms? Yes, definitely. Okay, but again, remember uh, that was that was God's whole idea. Because this cannot be done without power. Hmm. In the world, nobody would start anything without money. Hmm. Because money is power in the world. You want to start a business, you want to start anything. First thing you will look is that. You'll count the cost. Do I have a budget? Can I get the resources to start? In the same way in the world, in the kingdom of God, the first thing that you look for is, do I have the power? Hmm. The power factor is the Holy Spirit. It is Jesus telling them, tarry in Jerusalem, do not leave Jerusalem until you have received power. When the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is that what we are not realizing is that you go back to uh, Acts chapter 1. Let's read from verse 4 onwards. 4 onwards is when he says, okay, being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Mm. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, yeah, let's go to verse 7. He said, it's not for you to know the times, okay, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me. That's the key part. 
What, what do we need power for? Hmm. To be an no, effective witness, witness, witness of Jesus. See, if hmm. you don't want to witness Jesus, you don't need the Holy Spirit power. Hmm. Yeah. You don't need the Holy Spirit power. There is soul power. Soul power is through which man witnesses himself. Okay. Yes. Or demonic power. They appropriate in the media all this world. They take the demonic power, but what is being what is being witnessed is not God. It is you. That's why we have stars, superstars, mega stars, all the stars. What are they manifesting? They are not witnesses of anybody. They are witnesses of themselves. themselves. Witnesses. Mm. But where did they get the power from? Mm. What's the source of the power? Okay. What is the source of the power? There has to be a power factor. Without power factor, it will it will not happen. There, wherever, see, there are there are there are what we call as doctrine is basically what we call life uh, laws. Mm. Okay, there are laws. See, when the devil was created, he was made perfect in wisdom, which means he understands how God's universe works. Mm. God has set laws into motion. Yes, laws into motion. You see. Gravity is a law. It's a law. And it doesn't matter who it is. As long as you're living on earth, you have to obey that law. You have to obey the law. If you go to uh, Romans chapter 8 and verse 2, 8-2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law. of. So there are two laws. When did the law come into effect? The minute when God said, if you sin, you will die. Bah. For this sin, obeying God, mm. disobeying God. Mm-hmm. If you eat, you will die. So as soon as you pronounce the law is in effect, the law is always there. Mm. All man has to do is break it. The break it, the law immediately comes into effect. Mm. Okay. So like, while we are, while, like, let us say, this is there. This is there, right? All I have to do is that. Immediately the law came into effect. Why did it fall? Because there's a law working. Mm. <laughs> it's a law working. Okay, all I have to do is to just release it. The law automatically comes into effect. The minute Eve took it and ate, the law came into effect. And she died. Adam took it, ate it, he died. The law came. This is the law of sin, which and leads to death. death. Law, yes. sin. If there's no sin, there's no death. Yes. So, not so death. Sin and death. There's another law, which is called the law of the spirit of life. There's another law. If this law has to be overcome, it can be overcome by only by mm. another law. Yes. Okay, like that's how an aeroplane takes place. It takes place is because it is one law superseding another law or overpowering another law. I will tell you the simple example of what how it happens. When we are born again, what happens is you are born again by the word of truth, the incorruptible seed of God. We are born again by that. Hmm. Simple example is that. Uh, let us try to use trees. Let us say a mango has a seedling, oak has an acronym, right? Okay. Let's say you ate the mango and you're walking on the road, you ate it and you threw it. It fell on the pavement. There was a crack. It went down. It went down. Okay. You leave it like that. And you actually it is hit the earth. You wait. It can grow from there. And one day it will break the concrete into two and yes. come out. Yes. What happened? Yes. How did it break? Because there was another law working inside over there. And that's what God is saying. There's a law of the spirit of life in me. Bah. It will break the law of sin and death Hallelujah. and we will not die. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the only way. There's no yes. other way because mm. the other law has to be superseded. Mm. It is impossible for man not to die 
unless it is superseded by another law. What is that law? That is the law of the spirit. That's where the Holy Spirit comes. Mm. So what actually happens when a person believes he's born of the spirit and a different power has come in now. Mm. There's another law that was working. What was the law in me, the old man? The law of sin and death. But now the spirit of God has come in and he is the spirit of life. Under the right conditions, that man goes seedling, a right condition. It needs a few conditions to grow. It needs earth, it needs moisture, it needs air, it needs oxygen, it needs light, all these conditions. And if nobody cuts it off, if it keeps on allowing it to grow, it will break the whole thing. In the same way when you are born again, you are born again by the word of God. Mm. And if you allow the right conditions, and the right conditions is Acts chapter 4, 2.42, that's the right condition. You need doctrine. You need fellowship. You need constant judgment. Mm. And you need a prayer life. These are the four foundations on which... A church should be built. The fundamentals. These four things are there. Steadfastly, continuously, steadfast. What is happening is you are in the absolute conducive environment for the the life that is in you to grow. You know what? It will break wow. the other law. Hmm. It will break the other law. If I am right, one John three nine. Yes, yes, 1 John 3 9. Yeah, he was born of God cannot sin. Yeah, he cannot. Whoever has been born of God does not not sin. sin. Hmm. Why does he not sin? Because Because in him doesn't another law work or the law of sin and death? Yes, but there is another law that has come in which can overcome it for his seed remains in him. Hmm. That is the seed. His seed, if that seed remains in him, he will not sin. And the right conditions are there. And the right meaning. The born again person never sins. Mm-hmm. The body may be the same. Mm. The body may be the same. But the, there are two persons inside. The born person born from God cannot sin. Because he is unable to sin. Mm. Because he is born of God. Mm. He cannot sin. But the problem you are still sinning is you are not allowing that seed to grow. Mm. And become a sapling to a full grown tree. Amen. Okay, if you allow that person to grow, 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 and it becomes to the fullness of Christ, the old person dies. Mm. You will have your struggles, but the struggles will not be the same. Okay, and that's what, that is this this truth, these two laws that are working, and that's how life works. So going back to that question, (coughs) and that's when you become a witness. See, we have restricted witnesses to words. But the real witness in modern day life, <coughs> world, is life. That is the witness. That is the witness. And that witness, see, we have to be very careful about it because it is not even good works. <coughs> because every religion has good works. Even Freemasons do good works. That's their cover. And it was there in the papers here when they opened their big Goshen Mahal, this thing they said, judge us by our works. Yeah, we'll judge you by the works, not in the daytime during the night. You know? So it is just not works. <laughs> it is a life. <coughs> it is a life. It is a life. And that life becomes a witness. Okay. And that life is multifaceted. Like in religion, you may have only good works. But in Christ, what you see is mercy and compassion. You see, you need to realize there is something in the life of Christ religion can never capture. Can never capture. Forgiveness. 
seeking of forgiveness is not there in religion. Hmm. It's not there in religion. Okay, so there is this life of Christ Jesus to which we are witnesses. Which are witnesses. And that religion will provoke. Will provoke you when you want to live that life. Religion will constantly provoke you. And the life of Christ can stand that test. And that becomes the witness. That becomes the witness. And that witness, you have to hear stories from the persecuted church of all those centuries. How did these hardcore prison guards get saved? Because they saw their witness. How they were. And they finally said, you know what? We believe. We believe. We believe. I still remember, I think he died a few years back. I forgot that missionary who was imprisoned in Cuba. He was flying his single engine, little aircraft, dropping pamphlets over Cuba. It crashed. They arrested him. And he was incarcerated during winter in a hole, absolutely naked, freezing. So just to break them, they do all this, no? So... The next day he was pulled out. He was absolutely blue in his body. I met him in Kerala when I was a young kid. And he was released actually because of India. Because Mother Teresa asked Indira Gandhi. Indira Gandhi asked, uh, what was his name? The uh, Fidel Castro. Castro. Fidel Castro released him. That was how it happened. Okay, so he came to India on a Thanksgiving tour and he witnessed in the LMS Hall in Tivandrum when I was just in college second year. So I heard his testimony. So one of the things he said is that <coughs> when he was pulled out and brought blue in his body, naked, standing before the the secrets of whatever police head, he had worn dark glasses and his hands were there and he said, well, what do you have to say about your God now? Did you keep warm in the in the hole. And he looked at him and, and said, Sir, my body is shivering, but my heart is on fire for God. Oh. And he said, Sir, your body is warm, but your heart is cold. cold. And he said, I saw his hand shaking on the <laughs> table. What a powerful statement. That is. <laughs> That's witness. Declarations by the Spirit of God. But said, so you don't have to worry about what to speak Sorry. when you are taken. I will put the words in your mouth. Mm. Okay, and that's and he was released. Mm. So that's what we are talking about. It's a witness. Christian life is a witness. Mm. It's a witness. It's a witness of not our life. It's a witness of a life that is from above. Mm. It's a life from above. And that's how people are. And that's why the enemy attacks Christians. We also need to understand, have compassion. Why does the enemy attack? Why is the Israel the most hated and also attacked nation? It's because God loves them. And why is the church always under attack? What well, the church is called to, these two entities are called to be witnesses. Israel is a witness of God on earth as a nation. The church is a witness of Christ as an entity all around the world of Christ, of God's love for man. So they will be always attacked and marred and this thing and through it all. So we also have to show compassion to Christians who fail and fall because they don't understand because a lot of people will say, which is true for all of us, before we came to Christ, life was fine. <laughs> life was fine. <laughs> it is after we came to Christ, trouble started. But that is where our witness. If you don't have trouble, what are you witnessing? Hmm. There's no witness. 
It's no witness. That's where the life of Christ, you have to show the superiority of the life of Christ. The life of the Spirit mm. overcomes the life of sin and death. There are two laws working. And that's where, so everybody has to be empowered. I would say the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for everybody. Will everybody receive it? No. Mm. Not that they cannot receive it, but they may not receive it because there are doctrinal doubts. Okay, but the Spirit of God is there for everybody. But yet, you will see, I see this spirit-filled person, his life is worse than mine, which is true because he may be doctrinally weak. Mm. Doctrinally weak. Or, because of his background from where he or she has come, he or she may need deliverance in a particular area. Deliverance in a particular area. Okay, let us say somebody had multiple fractures which healed but didn't heal properly. He'll always walk with a limp. Now let me ask you, Jacob walking post penial and the rest of the Esau walking. If you judge Jacob by his limp, you are wrong. Hmm. And if you judge Esau by his running and his skills, you are wrong. Because there's a difference between these two guys. One has encountered God. The other guy has never encountered God at all. <laughs> okay, So you have to be careful about it. About because Some people, what are their issues, we do not know. Some people need deliverance. It is not that they are not filled with the Holy Spirit, but they are weak in one area. I mean, how do you judge David? How do you judge David? Why is... David is stable in his life after Bathsheba comes in. He needed Bathsheba to come into his life and after that is stable because right from his childhood, all the years of his life, he's a rejected man. He's rejected by his father, he's rejected by his mother, he's rejected by his brother and he's rejected by his wife, Michal. And also the prophet also. And the people also picked up stones mm -hmm. and Samuel never cared about mm -hmm. him. But God loved him mm -hmm. and he loved God. But still on earth, you still need people to love you yes. and to accept you. And he never had that any from any. The only one. That's why he wept when Jonathan cried. The one who really accepted him was Jonathan. Mm. And he loved Jonathan. He was telling Jonathan, your love for me is more than the love of a woman. What is he talking about? He said, even my mother didn't love me this way. Even my wife didn't love me this way. You have loved me and he's gone. So he, after that, you never see any person until Bethsaba comes into the picture. And I believe Bethsaba stabilized him. And Solomon is a propagator. You propagate. And you have to realize, though there is a God, God has put us in this planet with human beings and people have. That's why Jesus is absolutely compassionate with this Samaritan woman. What drove her to this? He sees. Nobody accepted you. No, you are a rejected woman. And you're like, but you're still hungry. And he says, you know what? I accept you. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to restore you. And the next thing you know, she is evangelist, turns her <laughs> down to Christ. You know, so these balances have to be there always with people because we do not know what has made a person a person. God knows. So when these things are dealt with, people reach their full potential to what they can become. And you will see some of the people you look in the Bible, you look at that. That's that one statement, John chapter 20. John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 1. Hmm. Right? 
first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early. And then come to verse 10. Hmm. Yeah, The disciples went away again to their own homes and verse 11. But Mary stood outside. The simple question is why? Turn to Luke 8 and verse 1 and 2. <laughs> it came to pass afterward he went through every city and village preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons. Why is that when everybody left? She didn't leave. Because nobody had loved her like Jesus did. Nobody had shown compassion, mercy, no <laughs> condemnation, nothing. You have not seen Devin Pastor's women. I have. Who lived Devin Pastor's in my town, little town in Kerala. They had their hair all over, half naked, had children through many men. And then they died. Somebody poisoned them and they died. And I still remember as a child, they died. And when they did the autopsy, they found she was pregnant. So some businessman who raped her, killed her. This is how mad people are. And she was mad. She was mad. She used to every week come by our house and my grandma, my mother, my grandmother used to shout at her by saying, why can't you cover yourself and give her something to cover and give her food to eat. That's how demon persons, women are. We are talking about a woman. A woman. So we don't know her history. She's a lot, unless we look into her life around, we will not. Because today we don't see that because they're picked and put in a mental asylum. That is not how they were in the old days. They were abused and misused and all kind of things happen. And here is a man who comes there and delivers her and shows her so much love and kindness and compassion. So when the disciples left, she didn't leave. She stood there. That's why he said, who is forgiven much, loves so much. much. Okay, So that's where we have to look at how it works, how God works. It's not like that. Okay, And today, you look at, the, it's an absolutely crazy world. Fear, drugs, Demon possession, but it is ripe for Christ. Harvest, yeah. Ripe for harvest, mm -hmm. but you need compassion. You cannot judge them. Mm. You need to have tons and tons and patience. Tons and tons of compassion because you don't give up. They will come through. Like yesterday, like I said yesterday, the thing I got in the morning is two kids, both from my kids' school. And them, both of them, they know them. And they're very upset. Both of them know them. One girl, one boy, boy committed suicide. And the girl, just 21 years old, she had a cold cough. And then she went to the hospital. And I think it is the same thing, reaction of the COVID myocarditis or something. She died. No. And these are children are all lost kids. Lost kids. Okay. It's not easy, but you need to realize, you know what, it's very easy. To ignore them, ignore them, but we don't ignore them. Keep praying and we keep, that's why witness matters. You go into your IT companies and now depression will start again. WhatsApp is laying off, Twitter is laying off, Amazon is laying off, Facebook is laying off, all laying off in the tens and thousands are going to lay off. Layoff is coming, elections are over, recession is coming. Because things are going to happen and you know we are living in a bubble. And what is there? You have to comfort them. You, know? you have to lead them to Christ and say, hang in there. God, God is there. He is my provision. He will come through. He will come through. That's your witness. It's your witness. Because that's why God puts people in places. 
God puts people in places. <laughs> and uh, Joseph's witness is in the prison. Joseph's prison, Joseph's witness in Potiphar's house is a witness of integrity. Joseph's witness in the prison is of compassion. Mm. I mean, he is the only innocent fellow over there and he should be really depressed and down, but he's not. And when he sees two people downcast because of a dream, he's able to notice it. He said, why are you, why are you downcast? What happened? Okay, so you see he's, he's at a prototype of integrity, of righteousness, of mercy and compassion. Yet he's human. He's still hoping for release and says, can you put a word in for me? And it didn't happen. Still didn't happen. So you have to get these pictures right. Otherwise what will happen is we will miss the harvest. Not the harvest will be missed. We will miss our, our part, in, our yes. part mm. in the harvest. Everybody is called to be. Jesus said, look, he says, harvest is ripe. But the laborers are few. He didn't say there's no harvest and too many laborers. He said, no, it's the other way around. The harvest is always ripe. Always ripe. God needs people. We need hmm. the power of God and the heart of God. Hmm. The problem is a lot of people who have the power of God don't have the heart of God. And though a lot of people who have the heart of God don't have the power of God. We need both. When Christ came, if you look at Acts 10 and verse 38. Oh, full of the Holy Spirit and power. Went about doing good. That's what. Mm-hmm. Okay, 10.38. It just oh. doesn't say. Mm-hmm. Anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And not just with the Holy Spirit. And with power. Mm-hmm. And who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Hallelujah. God was with him. So he had that. Mm-hmm. He had the heart and he had the power. And God was with him. It's a very powerful verse. 10.38. Very powerful verse. And this is a type. So we have to say, Lord, anoint me. I want to go and do good. Hmm. There are people in my office who need healing. There are people who in my workplace who need comfort. Anoint me, Lord. And I need power. So that when I speak, there is power. No, I just don't want hmm. to mouth just words. I need power in my words. Hmm. So that when I speak, they are encouraged. They are lifted up because it is written. And this is the pattern. This is the pattern. To encourage people, to uplift people. That is witness. That is witness. Yes, Pastor Vijay, let's Pastor, go. there's another question again on uh, witnessing and not giving up on people. Uh, I think you should take question number eight and then we should go to question number nine. Why is it when our loved ones are saved in answer to prayers, we have prayed for years, we are always surprised? <laughs> Could it be that we secretly doubt whether our prayers will really change anything? Or that we have written off the person as hopeless. It's not that we are surprised. The most difficult to save is family. <laughs> it's because it's it's not it's, it's a natural thing. It's a natural thing to save. The most difficult is your family, because they know you. Mm. They're not listening to your words. They don't want to hear your words. They're watching you. They're not interested in your words at all because they know you from the time you were born. They've heard all your words. <laughs> you know, your words have changed. They want to know whether your life has changed. Hmm. In the family and in the office, your witness is not so much your words. It is your life. Because offices, you work for five years, six years. They know you. They know you. So in the family, what happens is they're watching you. They're watching you. And usually what happens is that 
you get saved and immediately you want everybody to get saved <laughs> and they're not going to get saved the thing you are just like one of us you are just like us now you become crazy what's wrong with you okay but when they see you're consistent you're consistent and you're consistent in your change then you need to realize <laughs> you need to realize Jesus brothers and sisters did not believe in Jesus until the resurrection. Wow. Okay, until the resurrection. Post resurrection they believed. Now let me ask you this question, is there anything wrong with his witness? No. <laughs> Sometimes family members do not want to change because your witness is a challenge to them to change and they don't want to change. So you don't have to doubt your witness. They said, you know what, we are we are very happy with our life, very comfortable with our life. We don't mm. want to change. If this is what you believe, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> okay. But then when Jesus steps into the ministry, they already have a ministry pattern set in before them. Okay. So Jesus said about John ministry. Seven. Okay. John in seven. John. The ministry is that you receive honor from Rabbi. John seven one two three. The dress code is different. They have they're invited to places. They sit in the places of honor. All these things are there in the ministry. Mm. Right in the ministry, the Pharisees were. Okay. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Verse three. Yeah. Verse 3 onwards. Okay. Um, His brothers therefore said to him, Depart from there and go into Judea that your disciples also may see the works that you are doing. Why are they always pushing him? He says, The way you are doing, we are getting no glory. <laughs> we are getting no glory. Go show, go show, go show, go show. Be like the others. Okay, with this great following and you're this thing and then you can say I'm Jesus' brother. <laughs> but the way you are, there's no point telling me you're Jesus' brother. You'd rather not say that Jesus' brother. Because wherever you are, always, this is the issue. This is the issue. Okay, we have these preconceived ideas. Preconceived ideas about and Jesus came and turned it upside down. Okay, and that's where it happens. <laughs> so when you talk about going back to the question, you know, no? when our family members, okay, I'm telling you, if I'm on TV with a 10,000 member church, then everybody would like to know I am their brother and cousin and uncle. Okay. <laughs> okay. But on the other hand, when they listen to me preaching, they don't want to acknowledge this fellow is anywhere related to me. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> okay, so that is what, there are many issues in this, okay? Sometimes we have written them off and they come through, so we are surprised. Hmm. Or, uh, it takes a long time. Actually, hmm. the families, like, like I'm telling you, Mary should have been there in every meeting of Jesus Christ, right? Mm. But you don't see her in any meeting. Why did she struggle? She's outside. <laughs> she's outside. Why mm. is she struggling? Mm. Why is she struggling? It's it's an English saying, but it's true. It's that familiarity breeds contempt. Familiarity mm. breeds contempt. Wow. You know? Uh, 
at the end of the day, you bore him for nine months and then you brought him up and you say, okay, now we started preaching. It's my son preaching. She's not able to see the difference. It's not your son preaching. It's not your son preaching. See, everything Mary says in the Bible, don't take it as Mary saying. Mm. The Spirit of Christ in Mary is speaking. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, it doesn't become scripture. Those are prophetic sayings. Mm. So it's not Mary saying. Because the Bible says, many things Simon and the thing she kept in her heart and pondered over exactly. it because she didn't understand it. If she understood her first song, then she would have understood everything else. The mm. problem is she didn't understand her song. Because her prophetic. She doesn't have the understanding. Mm. Okay, So she's still part of the old covenant mm. where they are speaking things which they don't understand what it means. So you need to understand there are places where it is written in the Bible. She pondered all this in her heart. And uh, she couldn't understand. Otherwise, if Jesus is at the temple and says, Mama, you should know I am at my father's business, she would have understood yep. it. Yep. She's not understanding anything. Yes. She's mm. struggling with unbelief. She's struggling with unbelieving with the ministry of her son. She doesn't understand. So she's not there in any of the meetings. And she's the closest. She's the one who should have been there gung-ho because she knows how he was conceived. She knows the angel appeared. She knows how he was going to... She should be, but she's struggling. So family will always struggle. Family will always struggle. Your family will struggle. For, I mean, Moses' family struggled with Moses. His wife struggled with him. His son struggled with him. Samuel's family struggled with Samuel. David's family struggled with David. They all struggled. Others are able to see. <laughs> but the family is not able to see. Because you know what? When you go back home, you're not going to go home as a pastor. You're going home as a father. Yeah. You're not going back as a pastor. Okay? And the fact that the father is a pastor puts a lot of pressure on the family. Sort of pressure on the family because the family is still flesh and blood and this man comes in Samuel comes in his words don't fall to the ground but that is only the words outside in the house nothing is falling nothing is it's all falling to the ground (laughs) (laughs) he will hear the testimony from his own people that your children are not like you And he has to acknowledge it. <laughs> so what do you do? What is the issue? The issue is this, this always this conflict. It's always it's always. I mean all of the faith is conflict. Okay. Now think about it. Abraham is given this, you will command your household. And Ishmael is a donkey of a boy. Okay. Abraham is looking, he's his first son, he's mocking his second son, and he's the father of a nation. What is happening in this house? He's got 318 soldiers born in his household who will fight and win over five what kings. But this new boy over there. <laughs> what is happening over here? Because issue is there, the witness in the family is not easy. It is not easy. And the issue in, with uh, with Abraham is the issue which he himself created. Mm. The issue is because there is a division over there because he has two wives. Yes, yes. You see, if the husband and the wife are in one page and the wife has learned to honor the husband and never question his word, the children will automatically fall into place. They will understand automatically the father's command should never be disobeyed. 
they don't learn it from the father they learn it from, from the, the mother. mother they learn it from yes. the mother that's yes. why the wife is always told honor your husband honor your mm. husband honor your husband why if you honor for the sake will, of the children yeah. for the sake of the children mm. honor 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 because you know what mm. but always a conflict is at home and modern day is very home because we have been taught feminism and equality and all those things <laughs> and you know what children automatically grow as rebels i'm not taking the man's part of the man has to be absolutely subject to the authority to the authority of christ mm-hmm. but the thing is that even when he is not fully subject to the authority of christ the concept about authority never changes yeah yep. authority never changes mm. and therefore a wise woman will be always wise to understand the authority because she sees the destiny of her children connected with her behavior with her husband mm. with our husband with yeah, husband. Mm. she sees my child's destiny is connected mm. with mm. this so you know what i need to fall in place for the sake of my children even if my husband is not really really under the authority of god for the sake of my children and these are very important things and that's where the issue happens with uh, with uh, the division comes is because of the parents why is esau and jacob divided because the parents became divided esau loves uh, jacob loves, i'm sorry isaac loves esau rebecca loves jacob a division came in over there and it's because this man is started liking meat and is gone away so division comes over there jacob has four wives a division comes over there so you have only one son who honors and respects and never disobeys his father because there's only one voice speaking to him because <coughs> his mother is dead mm. the other step brother they are not even bothered about joseph but jacob is able to mentor one kid who never disobeys him so that boy comes and ultimately saves the whole family <laughs> that is where it comes hmm. that is how it always comes we need to realize that is where it always comes so ultimately abraham is successful with isaac because once ishmael is gone and sarah is that perfect wife my bible talks about and she will never go against the wishes of abraham connected son even about tying him to the altar i am sure sarah knows yes sarah knows but she does not object she does not object so that's when the whole thing falls into line a father a mother and a son and sara is the one who is no so is the model woman model woman yes. yeah, people have to understand this mm, calling him lord you want to mm-hmm. birth children who will do great exploits there wow. are patterns laws that have been set over there by god hmm. and the laws is this the man in john you know not john piper the other big man what he was macarthur john macarthur's church when he was talking about the headship of man and absolute authority which he gives man and the woman has to take care of the home there were women who walked out a couple of weeks back in his church mm. yes <laughs> they're all on youtube but that doesn't change the truth it still doesn't change the truth mm. the truth see the problem is we have to align ourselves bend ourselves to the truth you cannot make the oh. truth bend for you mm. because god is truth they not bend for you so i wonder why is it that they want to come to church and they want to change the word why do they want to do that i mean no, but that's okay pressure, is, is pressure is always there but you need I mean, preachers so like that who are inflexible who are inflexible. like macarthur people who will not change the word the mm. problem is they are looking at all around where pastors keep on changing the word changing everything the seeker friendly church world is full of seeker friendly churches hmm Look at this, this YouTube interview with uh, Joel uh, Joel Austin, you know, about 
Uh, I wish you washy, you know, about homosexuality. I said, ladies, um, Piers Morgan is actually yeah, asking. Morgan, yes. He is actually asking Joel Austin. The Bible, Piers Morgan is not a believer. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says homosexuality is a sin. If there are two, uh, we hear that there are homosexuals in your church. If two homosexuals are getting married, uh, would you go for the wedding? Uh, it's a hypothetical question, and uh, I will go because I want to respect the person. Oh, really? <laughs> are you helping the person by going? Mm. Do you need to? These are the ones who mess up everything, and these are the big names, big names, the big names. But at the core, you need to realize when it comes to the truth, they are flexible. They are flexible, and they create so much. Damage and confusion for the others. Hmm. That's basically what happens. That's basically what happens. And that's where you have to be very, very careful. And uh, you need to realize that our witness matters. This, This being able to balance this both like Jesus did. Truth, grace and truth. Only he's able to balance it perfectly, grace and truth. Mm. You come to a woman who's married five times, divorced five times, living with the sixth one, and he comes there and he has starts his goes all the way in his kindness, mercy, starts his conversation. Finally, when he says the water I give you, you drink, you'll never thirst again. She doesn't fully get it. She says, Oh wow, that's great, give it to me. Immediately he changes the question and says mm-hmm. Bring your husband. Bring your husband. <laughs> now truth is coming. I've come here. And kindness, compassion, everything. I want to give you grace that can save you. But you cannot receive grace until you have encountered truth. Hmm. They're both one package. There's no grace without truth. And truth should never be offered without grace. Bring your husband. And she said, I have no husband. He doesn't have You've spoken the truth. Hmm. You had five husbands. And you're living with the sixth one. Hmm. She said, you must be a prophet. Bah. So he doesn't give grace without mm. truth. And he doesn't show truth without yes. covering it with grace. The woman is saved. And she's not ashamed. because If she was ashamed, if he had condemned her, she, she would have been ashamed. Because she runs straight to the people who she's hiding from and says, come and see. Is he the Messiah? Because he's told everything about me. For the first time, she's confessing to the people. I have Somebody has told everything about me and I am, this is who I am. I am not ashamed because I've been set free. That's what grace does. But grace cannot work without truth and truth should never work without grace because it will kill you. <clears throat> it will kill. Truth without grace is the law. Just like the law. There's no difference. Hmm. It will kill. And this is the balance which, and in the family it's so difficult. It is so difficult because you know what? Family being family, they will constantly, like Jesus' own brothers or his own mother, will constantly provoke you. Constantly provoke you. Because it's a love-hate relationship. They love the change in you, but they hate it also because you're putting pressure on them to Mm, change. So mm. they will constantly provoke you to go back to the old you with which they are comfortable. (laughs) So they don't have to change. (laughs) That doesn't happen with the people. Mm. Which you meet and go, but in the family when you are coming over there, no, that's what the mother and the brothers are putting pressure on him. 
constant pressure is over there on him. Now the brothers are putting pressure on him to change. No, pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, but he doesn't. And he's not mad with them too. He's not upset with them too. Later, they all convert. They all come and they all become his servants. Yes, Pastor Vijay. Pastor, there's another question again related to this. This is question number 10, uh, again on witnessing and for other people, etc. Why does God allow us to experience a small measure of his long-suffering heart over the salvation of other people, especially even family here? In this case, you could possibly address this. Yeah, uh, Romans 8, uh, t- uh, 29. 8, 29. 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, 28, let's have both. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. What is his purpose? His Mm. eternal purpose of God is this. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Okay, remember this. This is the eternal purpose of God to confirm each person Mm. who is saved to the image of his son. That is his purpose. And if you understand that purpose, then you will realize everything that is happening in your life is being ordained by God to work out for it to that. If you don't understand purpose, what is the purpose? The purpose of God is that we should see in Genesis 1.27, God made us in his image and in his likeness. Yes, two things. Mm-hmm. Sin came in, we fell. Mm-hmm. When salvation comes in, we are being now restored renewed, back. restored back to that image of God. That mm-hmm. is actually tomorrow evening and after evening too, um, evening revival, the sub- subject message is the image of God. What is the image of God? This is to which we are being conformed back to the image of God. One of the most powerful images of God is this. The most powerful image of God is this. Because of which we are saved is God is love. Mm-hmm. Not in heaven. Not in heaven. On earth. Angels are astounded at the fact that he loves us. Because mm. he doesn't love them. I am telling you, from my understanding, he doesn't love the angels the way he loves us. Because he didn't die for the angels. He didn't become an angel and try to save the angel. He became a man and saved man. They are astounded by his love for man. And they don't understand why he loves man so much. So the most important image of God to us is his love. That is God is love. Everything that is happening in our life is because God loves us. Everything is because God loves us. We are saved because God loves us. Then when you come to Corinthians chapter 13, and verse 4 onwards. First Corinthians, first Corinthians 13. <clears throat> that's the first thing about love. Love suffers long. Mm. If the image of God is God is love. And the manifestation of love is love suffers long. God says all my children have learned to suffer long. Mm. So that can be conformed to the image of my son. Otherwise you will not fit into the... You will be saved but you will not fit into my image. Because the first facet of my image is God is love. And in that facet about love, the first thing that love suffers long and is still kind. So all his children will go through that. Joseph's ten brothers don't go through that. Joseph has to go through that because the first ten represents yeah. law. 
the eleventh one represents mm. the saved one. Mm. So he has to suffer long. No, for the sake of us. Mm. And no, he's, he has to suffer long and yet yeah. be kind to them. He's mm. conforming to the image of Jesus Christ. Mm. He suffers long, but he comes out vindictive. Mm. He hasn't learned mm. anything. Yes. He's marred the image of God. Mm. But he suffers long and he's kind to the people who cause suffering in his life. Mm. David is kind to the ones who made him suffer. King Saul made him suffer, but he wept. So he has confirming himself to the image of God. And that's why God is so upset because he killed Uriah. Hmm. He says, you know what? You missed my image. That's not who you are. That is not who you are. Hmm. That is who you are. Okay, that's where we need to understand. This is this is the whole purpose of salvation. We shouldn't get so busy with life we forget the purpose of salvation. This is his eternal purpose. All things work together for the good of those who love Christ Jesus and are called according to his purpose. What is that purpose? All whom he foreknew, he predestined mm-hmm. that we should conform to the image mm-hmm. of his son. What is the image of the Son? In the Son was the fullness of the Father. The Son reflected the image of the Father. What is that? His love he suffers long and is still kind. It will not take. That is the nature of God. And that is the nature Christ came and showed us. So many facets of God's character is shown to us by God. And this is our witness. This is our witness. And of course the world, the enemy knowing the world, will provoke us. But that is allowed by God as a test so that we are conformed to that image. Conformed to that image. And that is important for the salvation of people. It is important for their salvation. It is important for our changing into the image of God. Both both sides are there. If we suffer long and we are still kind, they'll get saved at some point or not. And even if some do not get saved... We will get changed. Mm. So either way, the purpose of God is working out. It's either the salvation of others through us or the conforming of us to the image of his son. It will work out. And that is why people will ask why there is so much suffering. The reason is it has purpose behind it. The question is not whether there is suffering. The question is, in spite of suffering, can you be still kind? Mm. That is the whole thing. Can you be still kind? because of suffering and you will realize the difference between Naomi and Ruth Naomi has suffered and she's bitter Ruth has suffered and she becomes kinder more loving more kind, more tolerant now she's taking care of the mother-in-law a Moabite woman taking care of a Jewish (laughs) mother-in-law in in Israel (laughs) who is transformed? Ruth is transformed Ruth is transformed so Messiah comes through her line and she's not bothered. You take the glory, Naomi takes the baby and says, Naomi has born. You take the glory, I have no issues with you. <laughs> you take the glory. She's the one who's conforming. Okay, and that's where these things come in. These things are important. And these things are we, are, we have to check. Because remember, when we stand before God, if we don't know on what what criteria we are going to be judged, we'll be we'll be stupid. We work on so many subjects over here and realize over there that subjects were never in the exam there at all. Think about it. You prepare for an exam and you go over there and you look at the question paper and say, Are you this subject? I didn't prepare for this subject. I didn't prepare for this. I didn't prepare for this. That is why we need to be very, very careful about what we will be judged for there. 
So when devil was defeated, devil was defeated, destroyed, doesn't mean he is non-existent. These are spirit beings. Devil will always be there, but mm-hmm. locked up in the lake of fire. Everything that God has created is eternal. Is eternal. Mm-hmm. Man is eternal. Demon spirits are eternal because God created them. They are eternal. So they will be there in eternity, either with God or in the lake of fire. So that's the way. It is. So when it says the devil has been defeated, what? how was it defeated? He no more has the power of death. Because sin has been overcome. Sin has been overcome. Death has been overcome. Earlier we will see when Lazarus dies, he and they are in around the same area with a gulf between them. But that's not what happens now. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, Jesus took captivity captive and took the prisoners in a train. So Paul says to be absent with the body, he is to be present with God. You don't see the souls of the dead in paradise. They see them in the presence of God over there. And they are waiting for their bodies. They are only impatient how long, how long, how long. But they want their bodies because they are disembodied spirits now. They want their bodies. So what is happening over here is Satan's power which he actually, if people were really able to, I mean, if you lose the fear of death, release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Fear is connected with death. You take death off, nobody would be afraid. What is there to be afraid of? Okay. You'd be afraid of pain, but pain also is because of death. Mm. Okay. These are all connected, sickness, pain, death, they are all connected. This Ultimately, all these lead to death. But if death is not there, fear is gone. Hmm. I mean, you think about any situation. You jump from the roof, you will not die. Who is scared of heights? You jump into the ocean, you cannot die. Okay. You drink poison, you cannot die. Famine is in the land. But you cannot die. Everything is connected with death. Fear is connected with death. So if Jesus comes and says, don't fear. Mm. This body will die. Because this body is part of the old creation. But you will not die. <laughs> Just a transition on to the other side. You never have to fear death again. So the devils, that is where real witness comes. Because what was happened is that in the book of Acts, they found people, they were not afraid of death. Mm. They are not afraid of death anymore. Death, the power of death has gone. So Satan has been defeated in that area. Mm. That does not mean he doesn't oppose the purposes of God. Has spirit, he has his own kingdom in realm too and is opposing. What has been taken away is he has, while Colossians says he has been disarmed. Mm. So the simple question to ask is what are his arms? Yeah. What are his arms? What he's not using swords and spears and javelins, so those are not his arms. So what are his arms? Fear. His primary arm was one was fear. fear. Second was deception. Mm. Deception. Condemnation. Mm. These are all the weapons. See, his weapons are spiritual. Mm. See, if I refer to when when you say spiritual mean it is not material. Sword is material, spear is material, gun is material, bullet is material. All these are material things. But if I were to say condemnation, can you see it? No. No. Can you feel it? Can you touch it? No, but it is real. It is spiritual. Yeah. It enters into your soul. Okay. So deception, fear, condemnation are all spiritual weapons that he uses. Hmm. 
and through Christ, God says, you can have victory now. The answer to deception is truth. Hmm. Okay. The answer to the spirit is no. I, you, I have not given you the spirit of fear. I have given you. I have given you the spirit of power, mm. love and a sound mind. Mm. Fear is very powerful. So you need these three things to balance it, to, to, to fight this consistently. <coughs> so condemnation, he says, who is that who condemns? I am the one who justifies. Mm. I am the one who justifies. So you need to realize he has been disarmed. A believer who understands and grows in the knowledge, every day he faces the devil. And he says, you, you can't win over me. Because the battle is, that's what the Bible says, we do not fight flesh and blood. Mm. We are fighting powers of darkness. And then in Corinthians he says, no, the weapons of warfare are not carnal. Carnal means they are not human. Mm. They are not material. Mm. Yes. But they are mighty in mm. God for the pulling of strongholds. Where is it? In your mind. Mm. You lose your battle in your head, not outside. Mm. You lose it here. If you lose it here, you lose outside. But if you win here, you win outside because why? Death cannot overpower you anymore. So it is one over here. But when you come to these threads, battle thing is that it's a different thing. You have all these spiritual forces controlling this world. The world has been, not the earth, the world has been built with the resources of the earth, the imaginations of men using powers of darkness. Yes. Okay, powers mm. of darkness. Yes. That's what the Bible says in 1 John 4, 19. The whole world lies under the sway so of the wicked. 519. Uh, you can have 18 and 19 also. Yeah, 19 is enough. We know whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps his son. The wicked one does, does not, not touch, touch him. him. Okay. That is why the whole thing, why, why we are constantly being reminded, don't sin, use grace to overcome sin, because sin gives an opening. Mm. Wages of sin is death. So death comes through sin. Comes through sin. So the Bible will always say, you know what? When you sin, you're giving an opening to the devil. But don't be fearful like before because I write to these children that you do not sin. But if you sin, you have an advocate. So run to him and ask for mercy. The blood of Jesus cleanses you. So constantly go through this process and win over, over, over. Because you know what? Sin is a doorway. Yes. Mm. Sin is a doorway for because you are in a battle. Mm. The devil needs uh, ways to get into your life and influence you, overcome you, overpower you. It's through sin. So first battle sin. Then after that, you know, whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. But we know we are of God. Mm. So the world lies, how does he control? He controls it through demons and people. He controls. So the church is involved in a battle. <coughs> in a battle. Now, <coughs> there are two battles that you are involved in. One is a personal battle against sin. Yep. Personal battle against sin. Second battle is a battle to save souls. battle in saving souls and you don't even realize everything in your life is factored into that it doesn't matter what your career is okay god is going to use you god wants to use you wherever you are whatever you are so you know what <clears throat> you let us say you're doing pursuing a particular thing but that is where God wants to use you. So you know one, you need to realize you will face incredible trials and testing in that area because the devil wants to destroy your witness. He doesn't want you to be to be used of God because your witness will save souls. 
So at two levels we face warfare. At our personal level we face warfare. Either, either to sin, temptation to sin, or even if you overcome the temptation to sin and you don't sin, you are discouraged, mm. depressed, and want to quit. You see, Elijah didn't sin, but Elijah wanted to die. Oh. Pressure. So you know, you don't have to think that the enemy wins only if you sin. sin. You don't have to sin at all. <laughs> he can still win if you can be depressed and discouraged. <laughs> he just wanted to die. He said, "I just want to die. I'm, I'm tired of this. I just want." You know what? So many good people just give up. It's too much. Can't handle it anymore. I give up. I quit. So the devil, this is a constant <laughs> attacks. The devil comes weary to weary you off. Okay, so these are two battles, and that's why we pray. We pray. That's why people, Jesus says, may not to always pray and, and not, not lose, lose heart. Always pray. Now, a prayer may look like the same prayer. Let me ask you this question. Uh, many people struggle with the same sin. <laughs> So you pray for victory in the same, same area. area. Mm. Because the battle is the same. Yes, yes. Battle is the same. Because on the other side, they are not stopping. They are not stopping. See, if you are only fighting with the powers of darkness, I know human beings are involved, it's very easy. Mm -hmm. But the problem is you are fighting them for them. Mm. Yes. That is the issue. Mm. Okay, there is no spiritual battle in heaven, but there is no more battle anymore. Souls are all saved. All that can be saved are saved. There is no, no battle left anymore. And this fellow has been locked up and thrown away. The keys also are thrown away. So now there is a battle. The battle is connected with that. One, your personal sanctification. It's a battle. Because your glorification is connected to your sanctification. Amen. Amen. Like it's proportional to your sanctification. Amen. So you are fighting this battle. Like with the earlier question, you are fighting to love. You know, theory, you heard today, love is kind, suffers long and kind. Now you got, as long as you didn't hear that, it was okay. Now that you heard it, now you realize, okay, now the truth has come. Lord, I need power because I am not that kind of a person. God, it doesn't matter who you are. You look at my son and say who he is. That's mm. what you have to become. There is no exceptions in this case. Mm. Everybody has to be conformed to the image of my son. There is no exception to this case. The question is, at what stage will you reach heaven? Will you reach as a child? Perfect child. Will you reach as a young man? Perfect mm. young man. There will be no imperfect people in heaven. Everybody will be perfect, respective of their spiritual age in which they entered. Be very sure there will be no imperfect people in heaven because in, there is no imperfection in Amen. heaven. Amen. But the simple thing is that not be what age mm. did Amen. you enter? Spiritual age, not physical age. What mm. age did you? What maturity? Let's use that. What mat spiritual maturity or fullness of Christ of level of Christ did you enter? Your glory will be connected with that. Your glory will be connected with that. Okay, now, if you look at King Charles has how many children? Two boys. Two boys. Now, the elder son has three. Now, these are all royal family. Let me ask you, is William's glory and the next one's glory the same? No. Now he has three children and Princess Charlotte is very cute. But who is the first in line is what you have to look at. Mm. Okay? And if you look at it, it's, it's got to do with the physical age. William is the next heir to the throne only because he's the eldest. Yeah. 
So you see on earth, his glory is connected with his age. Mm. So it's in heaven. Your glory is connected mm. to your spiritual, spiritual age. Mm. How much have you grown? Three categories are put there in one in the gospel. One John. Children, youth, and fathers. Mm. Okay. But even in children, we can bracket them into many groups of children, many ages of children. Youth also, many right. groups of youth, like Daniel and four friends were there. They were typical youths. But the leader was Daniel. Mm. And to Daniel, one specific, mm. special gift is given by God, though they are all typically, according to the criteria in 1 John, are all youth. They are not the same youth. There are mighty men, 30 mighty men of David, and there are three mighty three men. men yeah. okay. not so in each of these categories, there will be subsections. Mm-hmm. It's like India's caste division. One caste and many subsections. <laughs> okay. So we need to realize, where do I fall? And But it is open. You can go up. Nobody is stopping. God will not stop you. But this is your battle. Your battle is this. Your battle is for your personal sanctification. To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Second, also in that battle, you have a mission. Hmm. Mission is, what are you trying to do? You are in a mission. Your kingdom. Thy kingdom come. The issue with the kingdom is that when we think about kingdom, I still remember, I mean, you, you kids must have been, uh, some of you may not have been even born when the Mandal agitation took place and V.P. Singh became prime minister. Of course, people even didn't know V.P. Singh was a prime minister. He made a view. I still remember because, you know, when people make speeches, certain lines always stick. So <clears throat> he made a line in his one of his speeches. He said, India is not a map drawn on a piece of paper. India lives in the hearts of the people. Oh. Hmm. Okay, so you need to realize a country, there is geography. That is a map. And there are people. India is not India without Indians. Hmm. The identity of India comes from the people. That is what makes India, India. In the same way, the kingdom of God is a realm, but it is a people. Hmm. It is a people. So when we are saying, thy kingdom come, then we need to have a corresponding this thing in saying, I am trying to get the people of the kingdom in. Amen. Amen. Otherwise, the meaning has no, the prayer has no meaning. Mm, yes. The realm is coming. For the realm is to come, is that the people have to get it. So the people are involved. So in this, your part you are playing to get, if you're a kingdom businessman, we use those terms, kingdom businessman, a kingdom doctor, doctor. a kingdom nurse, a kingdom engineer, a kingdom pastor, kingdom student. If you're a kingdom person and you are trying to do your part to get the souls in whatever it is, you will face a battle. Mm. And in that battle, you will have to fight the powers of darkness who will oppose you. Like we pray for U.S. because it is the last, last house standing in Christendom, last house country standing. And thank God that's the most powerful country because if you can bring that country down, it's over because all the other countries have come down, come down. Okay. And we pray for one particular person in principle because simply we are not looking at him as a very spiritual person, but he was the one who helped. Mm. The church so much, Israel so much. So we pray for him. And they know that. And they are after him. Like all things. Immediately. Immediately. Special prosecutor appointed today. For what? 
No, I'm, we are being fair and just. He announced three days back and Biden also. Then why don't you appoint a special God about Biden? His son, what he has done, the revelation, the news, it's, it's all authentic. With, 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 with what you call Trump. it, <coughs> with Trump. It's all doctored. It is all doctored. It's no mm. real actual evidence. It is not real actual evidence. What are you talking about? January 6th. But January 6th, when that thing was happening here, he was still speaking. He had nothing to do with that. The ones who broke in and his crowd were not exactly the same. And he made it very carefully. Let it be peaceful. So you can't, public speech is protected. So you look at how when they go after a person, you need to realize there is spiritual battle going on over there. If you look at it, okay. Look, when they raided Mar-Lago and Tokyo, these are the two things they are talking about. When they raided Mar-Lago over there, what did they do? What did this, the, the person in, in charge of the presidential documents, this guy went to Biden. White House and asked Biden to waive off the Presidential Confidential Records Act. Waive it off. Then the raid took place because according to the act, you cannot, he can keep the documents. So a current president waves off the rights of the previous president and then sends the FBI to raid his house and say you will be indicted for taking these documents. So the whole thing is set up. The whole thing they need to realize. Why are they going after him? Hmm. Why are they going after him? So it is not political. It is spiritual. Hmm. It's not political. It is spiritual. Because we are coming to the end of time. Hmm. And the, the destiny of this nation hangs in a balance. The destiny of this nation hangs in balance. And they fear him. Why would they fear him if there is something spiritual not happening? Why, do they, why would they fear him? Yep. They didn't fear Mitt Romney. They didn't fear any of the others. But they never went after any of these people the way they have gone after him for six years. Why? Because there is something that is hidden on another realm. There is a battle going for the soul of this nation and the enemy sees if this man comes back, his agenda will be pushed back in time again mm. because he will do something. What he will do, he will empower the church again. And he will empower the church around the world. world. Yeah. He will tell people, back off. Back off. Back. He will, and they have the cloud to do that. You look at everywhere going haywire in Taiwan and North Korea, Russia, Ukraine, all these things. But you need to realize when Trump was president, four years, nothing happened anywhere. It doesn't fit in with the devil's agenda. Mm. Devil wants war. Devil wants pestilence. Devil wants famine. Devil, God will allow it. But the devil wants all this because it all fits into his agenda. But when he was president for four years until they brought him down in the last year using a pestilence, there was nothing. Everything was quiet. Everything was quiet. So you need to, this is not politics, this is more than politics. There's a spiritual war going on. And therefore, the church, which has discernment, has, is duty bound to pray for him. And pray for that nation, because as churches, though the kingdom of God is independent and rules over the affairs of men, the other side also is that we are asked to pray for Jerusalem. Right? We are yeah. asking for the peace, peace of, of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So, why well, I am not going to pay for the peace of Jerusalem. I am praying for that. No. 
God has written certain yes. things. Okay, yes. pray for kings and authorities. Now we live in democracy, and we need to realize which authority is we need to really pray for, which could can change the dynamics of the church. You look back, there is one man. Rishi Sunak came in and immediately he changed. Jerusalem is not going to be the capital. He reverted the previous order. So you need to realize these people have no voices in it. Now let me ask you this question. Does anybody talk about Germany? No. Who is Germany's president? Does anybody want to know? Germany's clout is gone. UK is struggling to get out of recession. All these nations are gone. Nobody is talking about any of these nations. They are talking about Xi. They are talking about Modi. They are talking about U.S. Biden is a laughing stock. And one man they fear coming back is him. And they ask him, is why? Why are they so afraid about him? What is it about his policies they are so afraid again? Because he takes, makes one statement. Make America great again. And that is not part of their agenda because the problem is America becomes great again. The church becomes strong again. Because the most powerful, visible church in the world is in America. And if America becomes great, the church becomes strong. And he is the one openly, publicly, privately told the pastors, as long as I'm president, I got your back, you will not be prosecuted. I will give you what the Constitution says. I'll have your back. And they want, don't want him back. And with Israel, he told him. And Israel itself confirmed that honor to him as the best president and best friend Israel ever had in the White House. So they know. They know that. And again, prosperity comes. Prosperity came. Poverty was everything. People don't like that. People don't like peace. The devil doesn't like peace and prosperity and all that because his agenda doesn't work. So we need to realize, why do we pray like that? Have we ever prayed for any president before that? No. no. Will we pray after that? I don't think no. so. <laughs> we have to look at that. Is Ron Sanders and all good? They're good men, but they're young men. He's only 44 years old. 46. Mm. 44, 46 years old. He's young. They're good. But they cannot fight this battle. And they should all line up with him and say, we understand what is happening over here. We are with you. They are, they are the next generation of leaders, but not the current one. They cannot take the White House and fight the battle he is fighting, because they won't. They may look at a very economic outlook and this thing and all, but the way he can fight, they will not fight and they cannot fight. Mm-hmm. And they can, you know. And that's why they call him a very polarizing figure. He's not a polarizing figure. <laughs> they use him to polarize. Not a polarizing figure at all. In fact, wants people to come together. Because even if I look at Ron Sand, I look at all of them and all, one thing I see different about Trump from the others is one. One, he's an outsider. He's not a career politician. Second, this man genuinely loves his country. I've never seen a politician who genuinely, really loves the nation and the people. He really loves his country. Okay, and he's in it for that. He's not in it for anything else. You know it very clearly. He's not in, in it for anything else. He's not in there for money. He's not there in for power. He's not there in for fame. He's not it for anything. He's in it because he simply loves his country. So that is good. He may not have commandment one fully, but he has commandment two. <laughs> so we tell him now, get commandment one also. Love God with all your heart. You anyway love your neighbor. 
you love your neighbor. Yes, you genuinely love, love your people. You love your people. You want to save that nation. You want to seal the borders, get the young people off eternal. You want to let the poor people, everybody rise up. You are not bothered about race. You really love everybody you want to, but you want to be fair. Do all that. Now love God also. Honestly, look at all the political figures in this world. Tell me one leader who really loves his people. Genuinely, from the heart, loves his people. Bah. Tell me one person. Mm. I don't find any leader anywhere who loves his people. Genuinely loves his people. And mm. He does genuinely love his people. Mm. And therefore, there's a war going on. Therefore, we have to fight the spiritual war. And there are demonic powers. If that war is not real, then... Efficient six wouldn't say you are fight wrestling against flesh and blood yeah. six twelve okay not wrestling against flesh and blood because powers principality rulers of this wickedness in heavenly places this is the one this is the spirit that empowers people this is a spirit that takes the minds and the souls of the people so we have to fight it how do we fight it we fight it in prayer prayer is a one part of prayer is it's a battleground. Where you fight. That's where you have been given authority to bind, to loosen. Okay, and they have their power structure on earth too, because the demons on its own cannot do anything. They need bodies. Hmm. They need humans to do. So they have their human elements on earth. You call them sorcerers, wizards, magicians, astrologers, you can name them whatever they want. They have those people. So they have to be targeted. And this is real. On Mount Carmel, it is real. This is real. I mean, when Elijah said, uh, whoever brings fire, let him be God. Yeah. Everybody agreed. I mean, the astrologers, the magicians did not say we can't do that. Yeah. They actually thought they could. They could. But thing was that God blocked it. Mm, Otherwise, yeah. they would have brought yes, it. Yes, He's yes. not going to block in the Antichrist. He will bring fire down from heaven. He will allow it. He will allow it. How does he do it? This is my fundamental understanding, is that what we call a miracle, behind it also are spiritual laws. Yes, yes. Because I do believe in exact science that behind everything there are laws that are functioning. Yes. Okay? And the devil knows these laws. He knows these laws. So he will give these secrets of how to do this to his servants if they are willing to serve him. Mm. But the servants of God has been given the power and the authority to block it. <laughs> when it comes to well, conflict, conflict, that's what is happening. So these 500, 900 fellows said, we shall do it. But now because this is God's appointed time, nothing is happening over there because God has blocked it completely. Because you need to realize, if they had brought fire, Elijah would have died. That was the end of Elijah's yeah, ministry. Yeah, yeah. First he locked up heavens. Do you think they were not doing all their incantations and everything to bring rain down? They mm. You go to Africa, what are they called? Rainmakers. You know they actually bring rain? They can actually bring rain. They can actually bring storm. They can actually win everything. I know lamas who can do that. They control and the elements. They can control. They know how to do it through occult. Mm. How to control the elements to bring. I mean, there's a village. There will be this one lama who has got occult powers. 
His condition is that whatever I ask you, you have to give it to me. You harvest one third. You are this thing, one thing. You don't give it to me. He says, you will not have a harvest this year. And when it is time for harvest, he does his occult and he destroys their entire crop. And that is how occult works. Occult works. I met one of them who is a believer today. And he said, I did it all. <laughs> I did it all. That's how we did. And that's where their power is. That is how it works. So we have, we are constantly under that. Now, because many of the things, the thing is that, you know what? Why occult? If you, if you have understand, you can ask Sami. Sami is from Africa, no? Or even in India. If you go to one of these tantrics or what do you call them? These people. Witch doctors. They are witch doctors mm. over there. You want something. They will say, bring a chicken. Because blood has to be offered. Blood has to be offered. You don't offer blood. The demons are not going to do anything. Because God <laughs> set something over there. What do you want? Okay, you want this. Okay. Life is in the blood, no? Of the creature is in the blood. Blood has to be offered. That is how they do it. Now it is gone, hidden, underground, quietly. is because the higher the power you want, you need human blood. It won't stop with animals. <laughs> Stop with animals. <laughs> so human blood is required. That is where child sacrifices and is all gone underground. No trace of anything at all. Millions and millions of children just disappear, gone. Where do they go? Nobody knows. So they have an entire system built in where there are women whose only job is to bear children for sacrifice. When they are born, there are no birth certificates. The names are not in the system at all. They're born and taken. And that is how the power is. <laughs> A church which does not understand what is really happening, you cannot fight this battle. So you have to constantly fight this battle. I'm talking about stuff which I've heard from people who went through this. Went through this. When the child was born, the child is taken, straight away taken. And there are, they are, there are... <laughs> They are, they are, I don't know, they have all terms for in their, in their dictionary, in their language, they have terms for this. Now, if you, if you have a doubt, the big one, Bill Gates into vaccination and his wife, Melinda Gates, okay, one of, some of her YouTube videos when he said, do a close up on what she's wearing. You know what she's wearing? She wears a cross. It's an inverted cross. You know where the inverted cross is used? It is used in the satanic rituals. And they don't have Christ. They have Baphomet, that half goat, this thing, hello, and the cross is inverted. Basically, they reject Christ and the resurrection. And that's what she's wearing over here. Who are these people? <laughs> who are these people? Yeah. You need to realize, these are the people who are the big in the World Economic Forum. Who are these? all these people? They are working out something else and they have power. Where does their power come from? Who gives them the power? And that is where the church has to get involved. It's a battle. But we we are not looking at temporary victory. We are just choosing sides. Yeah, exactly. War is over. You we know that. The kingdoms of this world will come to the kingdom of or become kingdom of our Lord and Jesus Christ. But there are questions that they will ask are you silent? Mm. Because in the face of evil to be silent is crime. 
Exactly. It's evil in itself. So mm. you have to make choices very clear now. It's very out there in the open. Mm. Out there in the open, what is happening out there? It's a battle for the souls and the minds of people, especially oh. the young ones. It is out there. And you look at people and you wonder, how did they become like that? Like I have got this kid, one of our kids staying in my home, and she studies in one, I'm not mentioning names, one of the most reputed Christian institutions in Sekandarabad. So we always talk. So she was telling me, Papa, you know what? There are so many girls in our college who proudly wear the pride flag. And I'm looking at this because I'm so cut away from the world. I don't even know what's happening in Hyderabad. Through this child, I'm getting to here, and that's the, one of the most prestigious colleges in the city, Christian college. And you know what is happening? It's not a men's college, it's a girls' college. What is happening in that college and what is the authorities doing and how they have been told to keep quiet about all these things? If you look at the movement that is happening among the young people in this city to turn them into LGBTQ agenda, you will be shocked in this city <coughs> what is happening over here. They are after them. And these children are like sheep being taken to a slaughter. They have no clue at all. <coughs> the parents have no clue what is happening. The children have no clue how their minds are being taken away. And we, our children are there who stand there and say, no, that is not, this is not true. This is what we believe in. And once they are given an opportunity and they speak the truth which we speak from the word, immediately they are taken out. And after that, they are not allowed to speak. But the ones who heard will come and say, why do you believe in that? And they will say, this is how God made it. It is written. It is male and female. There are only two. We don't believe in any of this. So our children are witnesses. Because they heard these truths in church. They have the courage to stand there and witness. And I'm telling you, this kid has got a kid, a friend. <laughs> I'm not mentioning names. Who is not from a Christian background, a Hindu background. So... She talks and she said, <coughs> she told her, my father wakes up early in the morning to pray and talk to God. Your father talks to God. Okay, so she showed on YouTube you know, this thing. You wouldn't believe that child, who's not, a, who's not a Christian, who's a Hindu, subscribed to our channel. And she every morning she will listen 15 minutes of the message. Two days back she asked her, your father preached on Ishmael, let Ishmael die. Isn't Ishmael from the other faith? And I listened and said, wow, this kid listened to that message. Hmm. Ishmael died. No, so it is witnessing. Little, little way, it's witnessing. Okay, and you say, okay, just listen. And even if you cannot witness, personally you can say, you why, don't lead them to the why, let, yeah. why don't you listen? Yep. Listen, because you do not know when these people will get saved, because faith comes from hearing. Mm -hmm. So you know what? This is what is happening in this city everywhere. What is there to stop you from here? This is our YouTube channel. Just listen. What are you going to lose? People may just listen. And then people will say, ah, this is also an interest because they are having ideas. Why should we always be? My question to people is, why are we so... Afraid of our, mm. we have the greatest mm. idea, if you want to put it as an ideology, we have mm. the greatest mm. ideology ever, which is called truth, unbeatable. Why are we ashamed about it? Mm. We leave it to the public forum and say, you decide, mm. you listen. Mm. I've listened to all your stuff. Now you listen to my stuff. I'm not scared of your ideas. 
But you seem to be scared of my idea. Why are you trying to silence us? We are not afraid of you. You can talk all your ideas. But you know what? One thing that what we will not lose, we will not lose our compassion. We will not lose our love. You will not make us mad. You will not provoke us. We will not. We will not lose it. We will still. We will still keep praying, keep loving, and keep preaching because that's what our that's what saved us. So it's a battle. This battle cannot cease. Mm-hmm. The whole thing that when we are fighting for America, don't forget Hyderabad. The same thing is happening here. Before you know, <laughs> the see one thing. Honestly, I'm telling why I was as a child I was attracted to Hinduism was that. If you take Christ out, Christ out, I find Hinduism, Buddhism as some of the most offshoots, most tolerant, tolerant. of religions. Tolerant. And there's a core of righteousness too in that. Yeah, into a, that. Uh, okay. mm-hmm. But the problem with the tolerance, there's a danger with the tolerance. When the LGBTQ comes full blown into India, they will tolerate that. Not also. See, tolerance is not a virtue. Tolerance is a virtue only if, depending on what you are tolerating. If you tolerate evil, it is not a virtue. It is not a virtue. Okay, that's where we have to, because today's mantra is tolerance. But the question is, what are you tolerating? Is the question. So we have to be, that's the, that's the inherent danger in Hinduism is that it's not so much the radicalization of that. Mm. That is not, I don't see that as so much as a danger. Because I don't see that as so much as a danger. I see the danger is in the other side. Mm. That when this agenda is being brought in by the new world order in, Hinduism will just swallow it and subscribe it and they will use the tolerance of it. This guy called Sisri also yeah. asked this question. Yeah. What do you what do you think about homosexuality? He says that's one one way of life. Always lead. So that mm. will go into mm. the radicalization is not the major issue. Mm. It is it may look like a major issue, but that they're using it only for political purposes. Mm. None of them are core in anything. Yeah. Okay, core in anything. But this is the dangerous. That way Islam is stronger. Islam is much more stronger because it's monotheistic and so it has a certain fundamentals where oh. it will oppose, mm. the Sharia will oppose certain things. But Hinduism, the tolerance itself becomes a dangerous and we are looking at young people. The, young, the problem with Sharia is that the law has no power. Mm. You can only say don't do. It cannot stop you from doing. It doesn't help you and that's where homosexuality is so rampant in Muslim nations. So rampant. In Muslim. It's under the carpet, but it's so rampant in Muslim nations. It's because it will say this, it cannot stop it. That's where that's where you need to realize the law does can, is it just a restrainer. How much can it restrain? In the light it can restrain. It cannot restrain in the dark. Mm. So that's where grace comes in. That's why you actually look at it. The Bible is very, very logical, very logical book, very logical book. Four thousand years of law, and then comes grace. And that's why Islam in itself, fundamentally, it's, it's Islam in, in itself is illogical, because you have the law coming in through Moses, and then grace coming in through Jesus Christ, the and then law coming mm. through Muhammad. You know, it cannot. Mm. Once grace came, law is over.
law's purpose is over. Not that we are lawless. We are actually law abiding because now we have the power to keep the law. Mm. But not in the letter which kills, but mm. in the spirit. Yes. It's interesting that it's happening in a women's college where it starts off with the women approving of leaving the yeah. the natural use and then uh, but that's where it starts the devil did not go to adam he exactly to that's what even in roman yeah. chapter 1 says <coughs> yeah. the women forgot the natural use and so likewise men it starts it's always goes or not always often it goes first to the women because she's a weak vessel so it's easier for to get deceived it's easier for to deceive a woman to be a lesbian than for a man to be homosexual because the woman is the battered person they neglected the rejected the battered ones for it is easy to put into our mind that to hate men and to seek love from women so we need to realize what are the things that the devil uses it's easier but for a man to go after a man yeah. is something even more weird it happens because it happens in the army and the navy where all men are put together mm. these things happen in there because of close proximity and all those things homosexual things happens or men boys were abused by men it happens but women it can also happen without another another reason that men have abused women and they seek affection from women so they become men haters all and god sees all these things he sees that's why the bible says a broken reed he will not a bruised reed he will not break or a smoke on flax so we have to have that discernment when we are dealing with people to like jesus grace and truth grace you cannot be grace alone you won't save them you cannot truth alone you will drive them away you have to be very careful because we are living in a day and a time where people are battered and bruised in their minds totally battered and bruised if we could get x-rays of souls and you put it up on the screen you would be see just bruised souls all messed up rejected neglected children growing up abused minds messed up through media everything no and you look at them and god loves them hmm. god loves them god loves them and that's where we have to come in we we can't compromise the gospel but then it does not save we have to believe in the gospel that the gospel in the gospel is the power, power of god and the salvation and the power is grace and truth that is where it lies the truth spoken and the grace has to come Yes, Pastor Vijay, we'll call it a day. Yes, we'll call it a day. Okay, we'll pray. Father, this evening, we just come to you. We come to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We just want to thank you. We just want to praise you. We just want to worship you, Lord. We just stand here, Lord. We are sinners saved by grace. Yes, Lord. The more we see... the more we experience all we can say is thank you thank, thank you, you thank you for saving us oh lord thank you ultimately nothing else matters, matters. yes lord but that right to be called the sons and daughters of god it was mm. not a right inherited it was given to us oh mm. lord because we chose you and you died for us mm. we thank you father even today i speak comfort and mm. healing into every life lord that no one would quit no one would get discouraged because the spirit of discouragement depression fear is all over the earth oh lord but i pray your people will stand strong strong and kind 
and they will continue to be witnesses to the greatest message ever, Lord, mm. the gospel of the kingdom of God. Amen. Thank you, Father. I speak rest into every soul, healing, protection. Let everyone be well rested when they come to church tomorrow, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We give you glory, honor, power, and praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.